Greetings from Austin, Texas, and welcome to Leadership Subject Matters, podcast with leadership topics that matter. Hi, I'm Terry Kaler, your leadership coach and host of the show. This is episode number one, and the topic is feedback. During this episode, we will be talking about feedback, how to receive it, how to process it, and how to put it to use for our development. As a reminder, you can find a hard copy article on this topic on my website at tkaylor.com. There, you'll also find other articles that might be of interest to you on topics of leadership and personal development. You can also submit questions on my website by using the Ask Terry link. Let's get started. Obtaining feedback from our manager or the people we work with is something we really want and a lot of times we actually dread that conversation. We desire feedback to gauge our performance and to seek acceptance in the workplace and you know, we really want to be appreciated for the work we have done. We also fear that sometimes we'll be criticized or shamed during that process. These are normal human reactions. That said, Feedback is really important for our work, and it should be received, processed, and used properly. I recently read a Gallup article on employee engagement, and it highlighted the need for feedback. 39% of the employees that were surveyed report that they don't, get, uh, they don't feel appreciated at work. Companies that regularly provide feedback see a 14.9% lower turnover rate, and 65% of employees would like to have more feedback than they get today. of them disengage when managers give little or no feedback. So feedback is a really important part of our daily work. There are many ways to receive feedback. Typically, most companies require that feedback be given as part of the periodic performance management process once or twice a year. This, in my view, is very ineffective use of feedback. Imagine if you were an athlete and you had a coach And every time that you did something, you had to wait until the end of the season to obtain feedback. This doesn't give you enough time to make changes and to adjust and to uh, create the kind of performance that you need to be effective. So not a really good use of feedback. A better way is some leaders take it upon themselves to provide feedback on a more frequent basis, perhaps during your one-on-ones or doing a 360 uh, survey to obtain feedback from those people that you work with. In most cases, this is done mostly as part of the development process. It's more effective, but still not ideal. The ideal way to get feedback is to elicit it from a few people that you work with on a regular basis. Say, pick six or eight people that you trust that will see you in action and give you feedback. This type of feedback can provide near real-time information from which you can change your performance and make adjustments. This type of feedback discussion should also include recommendations on how to make positive changes going forward. Many people are not aware that receiving and processing feedback is just as important as delivering it properly. So here are four things that you can do when you receive feedback. Number one, be thankful. When people give you the time to provide feedback, it's our job to show our gratitude for their contribution. You know, many people try to comment or argue, justify or defend the feedback they're getting, even when it's positive. 
Marshall Goldsmith, one of my favorite authors and executive coach to many CEOs around the country, wrote a book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And he tells in that book that the best way to receive feedback is to simply by saying thank you, nothing else. In cases when you have solicited 360-degree feedback from those that you work with, it's a natural reaction to try to connect the dots to people or events. Avoid the temptation and focus on the content and how it relates to your career and especially to your development. This will be a better use of information and your time and it will accelerate the progress. Number two, be fair. When receiving feedback, it's easy to get hung up on a word or a sentence, especially if it's negative. Some comments can be direct and in some cases hurtful. Comments in your blind spots will catch us off guard and they may throw us off for a period of time. During these situations, it's important to be fair to our, ourselves and to the person who is providing the information. Once again, say thank you and then process the information offline. When processing the feedback, try not to focus on the negative aspects. Try to analyze the information logically by compartmentalizing the information into specific topics like communication or interpersonal skills or development, etc. Then take a step back and look at the big picture. One comment in one particular area does not warrant much thought, whereas a multiple, multiple comments regarding a particular behavior require more attention. Number three, be positive. Most of us are built to hear negative feedback much louder than positive feedback. Many of the clients I coach receive overwhelming positive comments, yet they tend to focus on the one or two things that are harmful and get really hung up on that. Negative feedback makes us feel vulnerable. Brene Brown, in her book Daring Greatly, points out that vulnerability is at the heart of the feedback process. Experience in receiving feedback, however, does not eliminate the vulnerability. As Brene points out, experience does, however, give us the advantage of knowing that we can survive the exposure and uncertainty and that it's worth the risk. We should recognize this vulnerable state and use the feedback positively towards our professional and personal growth by focusing on the positive elements as well. Number four, be objective. Once you've had time to receive the feedback and process it internally, it's time to step back and consider the results alongside other data like personality assessments, performance reviews, etc. Analyze this information as you would analyze a business situation, identify the common denominators, stack rank the positives to identify your biggest strengths, and similarly stack rank your negative feedback to identify what needs to be worked on first. Doing so will put you in action mode and provide you with a foundation for personal and professional growth. Feedback is at the heart of our development process, obtaining it on a regular basis, being appreciative of the information being provided, and processing it properly will help us grow and it will help us thrive in our careers. I hope this podcast was helpful. I encourage you to visit my website at tkaylor.com for additional information about this and other topics. Have a great day. You have been listening to Leadership Subject Matters, podcast with leadership subjects that matter.